Welcome to the next episode of the New Breed Podcast. And I'm your brother, Lavelle. And the New Breed Podcast is to those of you who want to know God, who want to know him deeper, and want to know about your real identity in Christ Jesus, and also to be his expression in the earth, especially in these times. And so I'm very, I would say, elated <laughs> and excited. I have not only a, a mentor, uh, a teacher, an equipper, but a friend who is on this podcast today. Those of you who know me know that I love Star Wars. So I feel like I'm having a conversation with Yoda today with my friend. He's <laughs> a, such a wise man. And so I'm excited and I know you all be blessed by this time. And so, yeah, let me tell you a little bit about my, my brother, Frank Viola. He is a conference speaker, blogger, best-selling author. He helps serious followers of Jesus know their Lord more deeply so they can experience real transformation and make a lasting impact. Go ahead, Frank. Uh, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm I'm honored to be on, brother, because we go back quite a ways yeah. when um, you came to the very first mastermind that I did some years ago. And at the time, it was called Ministry Mind. Mm -hmm. And I remember we spent a number of days together with some other brothers who were in ministry, and we just connected really well and have been keeping in touch. And I saw you not too long ago last year at the Insurgents Experience Mastermind, yes. where you had yeah. three days together, and that was fantastic. I'm honored to be on, bro. Yeah, and just to tell you, just uh, I would just want to say maybe a a public expression of gratitude, man. You have definitely been a blessing and a prayed for a blessing in my life. Um, years ago, when I felt I felt called to the Lord's work since I was a teenager, but as I got older, you know, there was a just a thing in me for the body of Christ. And, you know, I grew up in different traditions, but what I see in the Bible, I just didn't see in person, right? Which sent me on a journey of like researching what does a New Testament church look like and all that. And I didn't hear anything or I couldn't find anything, but then I ran across your work and I got every book. <laughs> I listened to the podcast, both of them every week as part of my mm. uh, spiritual routine. And then I had the opportunity you know, with the first mastermind, but also last year, man, I kid you not, it was such a blessing to me because in those few days, I was able to see what does a New Testament church look like? What does it look like to get to know Jesus together and with brothers? And these people only met, you know, we did on Zoom, right? And when we connected in person, it felt like we've known each other for years. I'm really excited too for the um, the upcoming, where our reunion in uh, this yeah. fall. But man, I've got to know Jesus in so many different ways, just in a few days that I've never experienced mm -hmm. in my uh, 47 years of, of living. And oh, so I so appreciate you just taking that time to pour into us and helping us to see how we can discover Jesus in fresh ways. Being pastors, leaders, teachers, it's like, you know, we're, we're the quote unquote experts, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But to see Jesus in such a powerful way. Yeah. So thank you for that, man. Thank you for setting the table for that. Wow. Praise the Lord. That's humbling. And it's so encouraging. You know, there are so many leaders today, pastors and teachers, and I'm in touch with a lot of them and I know a lot of them. And one of the striking and continuous responses that God's people have to many, many pastors and teachers today is, why is church so shallow? Why are the sermons so shallow? Why is it that the deepest parts of my being, that which I'm really seeking, 
is not happening. I'm not hearing it when I go to church on Sunday. And thankfully, some of the pastors have taken the plunge and come to the Insurgents Experience Mastermind. And I shouldn't really say come to, participated in it because most of it we do online. But then there are those four days <laughs> right? Yeah, that we spend together and we've got pastors from all different tribes and backgrounds, as you know. Yeah. And what's so fascinating is that they are blown away after the experience is over and they begin to understand what it means to have depth in Christ. Yes. And one of my struggles is when I talk to pastors about the Insurgents Experience Mastermind, and many of them are Facebook friends of mine. Some of them have been referred by others. They don't understand what a mastermind is. They have no context for it. So they immediately think, well, this is a cohort, you know, like we right. do in the seminary. <laughs> right, right, right. They have to filter right. it through something they're familiar with. Right. And the ones who actually read the testimonials on the Insurgents Mastermind page, and they watch the video, and they hear from the other pastors, and they see what it is, they actually read it. <laughs> yes, and I yes. say that because so many pastors have overwhelmed themselves with stuff that they don't pay attention to things that can revolutionize their lives, and they miss opportunities. You were one of the brothers who it broke through and said, hey, I've seen this. I want to be there. I want to be part of this, as well as the other brothers who attended, who are pastors and teachers and so forth. We're supposed to get together in the fall. Right. We're going to have a reunion. And that's because so many of the guys said, we can't end it here. We (laughs) (laughs) have to have more. Right. This year, uh, I did it with the Insurgents Mastermind group, most of them pastors, some teachers in April. And we had an extra two days. It was beyond what uh, what you guys experienced. We we had a longer yeah, period yeah. of time. I'm a little jealous. I'll, I'll just go jealous. ahead and. Well, that's all right. We're gonna make it up in the sense. fall. We're gonna make it up in the fall. <laughs> right. It said to me, we have to have those extra days. So, going forward, as long as I do it, as long as there's interest, we're gonna do four days. It's still touching the tip of the iceberg, but as you said. You know, you all got a taste of the experience of the body of Christ, of knowing Christ in community. And those are just words, unless you actually touch an experience of it, that alters you. Yes. And that leaves you breathless. And that's what happened when we got together. And it's what happened this year with the other group. And I praise the Lord for that because you can't manufacture that. You know, I can't make that happen. The only thing I can do is pass on the tools that I have experienced and picked up throughout the years of my own life that work and also put everyone into a position and a posturing where the Lord can really do something. And uh, so far, he's really come through beautifully. Man, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said posturing, because um, you know what? I'm going to say a little bit about the first ministry mine. I don't know just how it grown. It got even more in depth a couple of years ago. And so I remember one of the things, because I was one of those ones who thinking, oh, this is going to be a cohort. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be preached to all day. And I didn't mind because it was you. I've been reading your books. and But I got there, man. We sat around that circle and you had a share, even a ministry struggle. And I'm like, who does this? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, it was so foreign to me when you had a share, not mm. only share a ministry struggle, but also share things that are of experience, like things that have worked, you know, in ministry. And I want to talk a little bit about the, the share of my struggle and what's, what was so awesome. The atmosphere was such a way where I felt comfortable sharing yes. my struggle. That's right. I didn't feel embarrassed. I didn't feel judged. All doll was in a room full of people who were all kind of different. And it was amazing to be able to be in that space, share the things I'm struggling and also to hear from the other ones. And then we're able to get healing there. Mm. I I remember feeling so relieved the first year and then even the last couple where we're able to really be vulnerable and be ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I appreciate that. And, because one of the things you you said in the um, 48 Laws about not wearing a mask, yeah, <laughs> the religious, religious mask. mask. Yep. And in that, man, those masks came off, brother. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember a couple of times they tried to stay on, but like, no, I had to. you had to be real in order to have that real spiritual debt. Well, you know what's remarkable is that, and some people listening to this may say, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with that because I'll be vulnerable. I'll lose face. I'm a pastor. I have a following. The thing about it is what the Lord does, and he's done this every single time we have had these kinds of masterminds, is he removes all of that. And you know you're in a very safe room where whatever shared goes to the grave, there's a trust that's built very quickly among the brothers. We're not talking about dark things that uh, can't be disclosed without criminal consequences. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're talking about those things. Right. But every single pastor, every single teacher, every single church planter missionary has struggles in ministry. Yes. And most of them have no one to share with. And if they do have somebody to share with, it's usually not a peer. Right. It's usually not a peer and it's usually not someone who's ahead of them. And so to have a room full of peers and seasoned brothers and people who had been there, we're talking about collectively decades and decades of ministry experience. It's a totally different ballgame. You know, in the cohort world, it's mostly aimed at the frontal lobe. Mm -hmm. You are learning more information, right? We certainly have, I would say, innovative and novel teaching and sharing that is rooted in academic scholarship, but it goes way beyond that to where the rubber meets the road, and that's the practical experience of the Lord, of the Lord's people, how to deal and navigate problems that are insurmountable many times. And how to really have impact in your ministry that goes beyond just somebody saying, great sermon, pastor, and shake your hand and then go on their way and then forget about it the next day. Mm-hmm. So it really is novel, and you've played a great role. I remember we had a time of just being before the Lord, and it was pretty powerful. And when all the brothers testified, their experience of beholding him in ways they never had before, a very rich experience. So I just hope that more and more pastors and leaders and teachers will hear about it, will know about it. And if anybody listening to this is interested, you're in ministry of some kind, you preach and or teach, just go to ministry mind. That's all one word, ministry mind. 
insurgentexperience.org. And that'll take you to the Insurgents Experience page. It'll tell you all about it. Read the testimonials. <laughs> right. Uh, they say it all. And then uh, just apply. It'll take you two minutes. And then you'll get an invitation and the details in, uh, in an email. Man. And, and to add to that, your life, your ministry will never be the same. I'll say this and then I'll get to the next point, uh, brother, is even the way I started meeting with our uh, fellowship, mm. totally different, mm. totally different. And uh, actually, I was going to text you one day to tell you about it, but it was like some of the practices of beholding the Lord mm. we start doing and you saw me get emotional even in our time. I'm trying not to do it now, mm. but to see my son, mm. <sighs> here we go, Praise sorry. To see my son be so, uh, I didn't know this was going to happen. Let me just go ahead and write it out. To see my son love the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he's, we call him Yoda too, because he don't talk a lot. Mm -hmm. But when he says something, there's some depth to it. And Mm -hmm. the way we met before, that would have never happened. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have the opportunity to be able to share, to behold the Lord and share what he received. And so again, Thank you, because like I said, not only it affects me as a a man and as one who's called to the Lord's work, but as a dad, I see the um the experience and, and living it in reality. So yeah. <laughs> praise the Lord. The other thing I want to ask you about in listening to you, reading the books, one phrase you will say, there gotta be more. There has to be more. And you put words to what I've been feeling, right? In in my walk with the Lord. And so a couple of things in the 48 laws that stuck out to me, and I wanted to have you maybe talk about it, mm-hmm. was um, developing an instinct for the cross. Law 19. Law 19, developing an instinct for the cross. Can you share some? Look, I have it on Audible. I have it in print. <laughs> so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm daily consuming it. But can you share it? Because I think that's so vital right now in the body of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. For every Christian and also for uh, people in leadership. When we say the cross, there are two aspects to it. The one that's most known is Jesus' death on the cross, his atoning work, right? His redemptive activity and how the whole cosmos changed when he died, what he took upon himself. That's one aspect. But the other aspect that's all throughout the New Testament even in the Gospels, is the practical bearing of the Mm. cross, the laying your life down. Yeah, Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple, he must deny himself Mm. and take up his cross. And he added Mm. this word, daily. (laughs) Daily. (laughs) Um, Or if you want to save your life, you'll lose it. Now, as an early Christian, I thought he was talking about martyrs, you know, missionaries who go off to a wooga and they die for Jesus and they <laughs> lost their lives and now they're going to gain it. Hey, that's wonderful. Right, right. No, he says to every person, if you're going to be my disciple, mm. you have to bear your cross. Mm. You will bear your cross daily and you will lose. So we can say that the cross is anytime we deny our basic nature. Our basic nature is selfish. And our basic nature operates aside from, apart from, independent from God. And therefore, anytime we feel like we're losing, Paul said, I suffered the loss of all things. We voluntarily lose. We're bearing the cross. And the fact that it's daily is because we always have 
opportunities to lay our lives down, right? If you are a married person, wife or husband, you have ample opportunities to lay your life down, to put your spouse before you, to put their needs above yours, to deny yourself. If you are part of a church where the believers actually are in one another's lives. Mm -hmm. Now, that's quite rare today, but (laughs) this is what church was in the first century. It was community. It was shared life community. So if you are part of a group where you're in one another's lives, you know each other, you spend time together, you do life together, you're going to have ample opportunity (laughs) to bear the cross. So basically, when a person doesn't bear the cross, they're living in the flesh, right? They're living according to their self-life, the fallen human life, which is self-seeking. It's built on self-defense, self-interest, self-preservation. So when I'm talking about ministry, one of the keys to ministry is to develop this instinct for the cross, Mm. this instinct to bear the cross, to lay your life down. And you readily see examples of people in ministry who are not willing to do that. Take a pastor, somebody in the congregation criticizes him or complains, and his instinct is to lash back out, or his instinct is to defend himself, or his instinct is to attack that person. Well, that's the opposite of bearing the cross. And Jesus, before he actually literally bore the cross on his shoulders and dragged it, before he allowed himself to be nailed to it, he lived constantly a life of the cross, selfless, laying his life down constantly, turning the other cheek, walking the extra mile, returning a good for evil. This is what he taught, (laughs) but he lived it. You know, the Sermon on the Mount, the so-called Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, is really a description of Jesus Christ and his life. It's how he lived, and he was just putting words to it. And when he lives in us, right, when we're living by the Spirit of Christ in us, it will always lead us to lay our life down. Mm. It will always lead us to turn the other cheek. It will always lead us to not defend ourselves, to not pick up the sword and fight, to not lash back. And one of the things that my mentor, one of my mentors, T. Austin Sparks, never met him, but he was a distant mentor and I was immersed in his writing and his ministry and knew people who sat under his ministry. He would teach that to have a revelation of Christ, a deep revelation of Christ, and by that I mean a deep insight, a deep knowledge of him, a personal internal knowledge of him that goes beyond the shallows. The requirement for that is suffering and allowing yourself to die. And the more death works in us, and we participate in the death of Christ, when we allow ourselves to die and not to fight, not to defend, not to react, by react, I mean react in the flesh, there's a dying that's going on in us. You know, the flesh is being put to death, but life is being released in us. And we get to see a new measure of Christ. In fact, that new aspect of Christ, that new revelation or insight, is what's needed to take us through that period of suffering, to get us through it. So we live in a time where there's a large segment of the Christian populace that avoids any talk about suffering and believes that all suffering is of the devil. Mm -hmm. Well, you have a hard time with that in the light of the New Testament. Right. 
especially Paul, often talked about. I die daily, you know. He talked about bearing the cross. Death works in us so that life will be ministered in you. Wow. 2 Corinthians 4, you know, the gateway to life, ministering life, seeing God's life, seeing Christ in greater ways is through dying to self. It's through death. 2 Corinthians 4 is the textbook for that. He also talks about it in 2 Corinthians 6. But uh, it's all over the New Testament, and it is a lost message. And one of the points I make in this chapter, having an instinct for the cross, is that God's people, by and large, tend to be deaf to the cross. Yes. D-E-A-F, deaf to it. You know, we don't we don't like to hear like, about it. We don't like no, to no, hear no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> let's hear about resurrection. Well, right. you can't have resurrection until you have a crucifixion, right? Wow. Wow. And, and it's also the easiest thing in the world to forget. Yes. You can hear teaching on the cross, and it's not it's not often that people teach about this, right? But you have to be reminded it's like uncooked spaghetti. It just will not stick to the wall. There has to be a constant reminder. And for those who are in ministry or those who aspire to ministry, brother, sister, this is one of the most fundamental things you will have to learn. And that is learn how to die, to learn how to lose, to learn how to lay your life down. This is the way of Jesus. This is the way of Paul. This is the way of all the apostles. It is the way that God's spirit leads us. Yes. And it is also the pathway to his resurrection life, wow. to his power, mm. to see great impact and to see him in powerful, glorious, matchless ways to see him anew and afresh. It's this way of the cross, the way of the cross. And so that's what the chapter is about. And I'm not really repeating what's in the chapter because I don't want to give all of it away. Right, right, right. I talk about 10 insights. That's how I open the chapter mm-hmm. about the cross. They're important for God's people to uh, to lay hold of. Wow, man. Oh, that's so good, man. I'm just over here chewing it up. And actually, I got the opportunity to kind of talk a little bit about that uh, this past Sunday at a visiting church. Mm. And and I and I believe I got it from you. It was like you're saying this. Yeah, we look, you know, we're looking for resurrection, but we skip over. I like what you said, opportunities, and we always have those opportunities to, mm-hmm. to die to self. And and I was we were talking about how, you know, the culture, you know, almost like waters down what Jesus says. It's almost when you hear a lot of Christian leaders or pastors, or whatever, it's almost as if deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me is not even in the Bible, the way it's <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like totally overlooked. And so man, I wish we had more time. I, I see the time, but if you're okay with it, maybe soon, hopefully, we can have you come back. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Love talk, to. Talk a little bit more about like really spiritual depth. And and again, family, um, please look him up, frankviola.org. You want to uh, share those things? And I'm going to have, have yeah. also have them in the link. If people just go to frankviola.org. Orgy, they will find everything. There's over a thousand articles on that website. There are all of my books on that website. There are the two podcasts on that website. There's a FAQ, frequently asked, frequently asked questions that's very long and lengthy, where people over the years have asked me questions and I answered them. And then there's courses mm-hmm. and the Insurgents Experience Mastermind, which again, if you 
preach, teach, pastor, you're in ministry of any kind, you definitely want to check it out. They can just go to Ministry Mind. Instead of Mastermind, it's Ministry Mind. It's all one word, dot .org. All right. Awesome. Awesome, family. So yeah, I usually try to give, um, and there's something else I got from Frank, a handle or practical thing to do. So today's practical thing to do is to get on that website. And <laughs> those of you in ministry, um, sign up for the um, insurgents experience. And those of you who are seeking God in other ways, it's all on there. And um, man, I, I love you, brother. I really appreciate you so much. And to the family, again, I love you. And, and there's something else I got for Frank. The Christian life is becoming who you are in him. And so be who you are in Christ Jesus. I love you guys and y'all be blessed. Bye-bye.